This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you're a football fan, this is the place to be today. Millwall. Come on, you're in with us. How's it going guys? My name's Omer, welcome to That Mill Podcast. Slightly different one today, a little monologue from me, a little ramble, previewing and obviously recapping two different games. I'm going to be previewing Saturday's game away at Bramwell Lane against Sheffield United and I'm going to recap Tuesday night's defeat at Abbey Stadium against Cambridge United, a 1-0 defeat for the Lions. Not the greatest of result, uh, but we'll delve more into that in a second. Obviously, this is like I said, something slightly different. We have no show lined up this week, but to keep with the idea of trying to churn out the content, try and give you some sort of thoughts and feedback I thought you know I'll do a little monologue today and you can let me know what you think I mean I love to talk about me all anyway so I'm going to go into depths about the last game and obviously preview Saturday's game as well as talk a bit about the news from the last week and just kind of recap and have some hope and kind of predictions going into Saturday's game despite you know Tuesday's defeat so we'll start with Tuesday I was over there at the Abbey Stadium with a mate of mine I mean, I know people couldn't see the game even on iPhone, which is a bit of a shame, obviously, there for obviously everyone that couldn't make it to the stadium. But I don't think it was actually that bad a performance on Tuesday night. I know, obviously, the, def- the defeat is obviously the reflection of the game. We lost 1-0. I mean, you know, it was, I think, 55th minute, maybe, in the second half. And, you know, it was a well-taken finish from the Cambridge United uh, attack. But I think, in reality, you know, we rung the changes. I think we made eight in total. Um, we'll get onto the three that featured that played on Saturday in a moment but you know it was a good run out for the fringe players the only crying shame for me really is that I thought it was a good opportunity for us to win the game and obviously have the same kind of side that play in a couple of weeks time in the second round of the Carabao Cup I think at this stage of the season you can say cups are the distraction but I think you know due to the nature of obviously having a larger squad at the start of the season that which tends to happen um, I think it would have been a good opportunity for the likes of Long to get game time obviously if you look at the midfield you know you've got Tyler Beard, who came on later in the game, uh, Isaac Alafi up top, who we'll get onto in a second. But you know that's what the kind of a good opportunity is there for, you know, like kind of these players to feature, get an opportunity to play and try to impress. Really, maybe perhaps they get themselves in the shop window to go out on loan. But it wasn't to be, obviously, for us on Tuesday. Um, you know, 
I think we had enough chances to win the game. I think I saw statistics after the game. We had eight corners compared to the one. We had a lot of the ball. I mean, we tend to struggle in these sort of games where we get given the ball and try to have the onus and put on us to break teams down. It's always been the case with us. Uh, and it was just a shame we couldn't really score from a set piece like we did against Saturday against Stoke City. I mean, I didn't really give my thoughts on that game, but obviously, you know, two great goals from Charlie Queswell. He got his opportunity to play again on Tuesday night. Again, he didn't really do much wrong. He played on the left side of centre-half this time, which was interesting to see. I think, you know, we're going to see that versatility from this season. We talk about the three good other centre-halves we've got in Murray Wallace, Sean Hutchinson and Drake Cooper. I think, you know, Creswell compliments them in a sense because he can play anywhere across that back three. And the same goes to Ryan Leonard. You know, he put him on the right side centre-half where he played on Tuesday. And he doesn't really look out of place in that side. Uh, the team we had on sat- on Tuesday was uh, George Long in goal. Danny McNamara returned to the side at right wing-back. Great to see Danny back in a mule shirt. I can't help but feel, though, obviously, the contract uncertainty looks to be kind of hanging over his performance a little bit. I really feel for him in a sense because, you know, we all want this to be sorted. We obviously, either way, if it doesn't get sorted, we want a kind of a situation to be done where if he doesn't sign a contract, I guess we might have to cash in on him, which is obviously a thought no one really wants to see. A Millwall fan, you know, and obviously someone that gives his heart and soul every time he puts that shirt on. And, you know, we've seen his family at games and stuff and we've seen how Danny interacts with Millwall fans. And you just know that, you know, he cares about the club. And I think in the contractual situation, I mean, no one really knows truly the ins and outs of it. But obviously there's got to be some sort of meeting point in the middle. And hopefully the club and, you know, Danny and his agent can get to that point. Um, right side centre-half was Ryan Leonard's. And then heart defence, we had a return of Sean Hutchinson, who obviously missed Saturday's game. I think he had a slight quad injury, maybe, or a slight uh, niggle going into the game against Stoke City. But it was nice to see him return and get 90 minutes in the bank, nonetheless. Left side centre-half, we had, like I said, Charlie Queswell. And left wing-back was Murray Wallace. In the midfield, we had George Honeyman. And I believe he was partnered by George Savile, who I thought was actually quite impressive on the night. Showed good moments of quality on the ball. Tried to kind of drive forward a bit at times. And I think he could tell he was quite eager to make an impression. But ultimately, the team lost 1-0. I don't think anyone deserved to kind of force their way back into the reckoning, really. And I wouldn't be surprised if Shackleton come back in and partner, um, well, perhaps... We'll get on to Honeyman in a second. Perhaps Savile might actually get a game on, on Saturday, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, and then in the 10 position, we had... Jesus, I'm testing my memory here. Who played in the 10 on Tuesday? This is why you've got to load some facts and figures to go into these, so bear with me one second, as unprofessional as ever. In the 10, we had... Actually, no, we played Honeyman in the 10 and George Evans in midfield. How can I forget about George Evans the illustrious midfielder we've got that we all love and care about. Um, And up front was Mason Bennett and Tom Bradshaw. Let's start off with Tom Bradshaw. First minute of the game, ball played over the top, I believe, from Ryan Leonard on the right side of centre-half. Bradshaw races away, gets through on kind of on the goal on the right-hand side. And he's kind of dragged that wide with it and hits it first time on the volley, on the half-volley, shall I say. Skies it over the stand, over the goal, and pulls his groin. Now, obviously, really outside the pitch at the time, but you kind of notice it straight away. He went to hold his groin area, tried to run it off 20 yards, and you can just tell straight away it wasn't the outcome we all was hoping for there. And he got pulled off straight away, and we all saw the introduction of Tanto, Isaac Alafe, who came into the game. I mean, it's a crying shame, obviously, because I think, okay, I said three players that played on Saturday played the other night, but I think it was actually four with Wallace, Leonard, Creswell, and Honeyman. Um, and Bradshaw actually so we made less changes than I thought but you know I think going into that I was expecting to kind of see Bradshaw get some goals you know get his opportunity to kind of get off and run in for the season you know he played well on Saturday he was kind of robbed of a goal I think he was given for offside or foul on the keeper um, but it was really like kind of poor decision I thought from Keith Stroud and his assistants on Saturday and I was quite excited to see him and Bennett up top too because you know Afobi is obviously quite nailed on this side but I think it was nice to kind of see Bradshaw get his opportunity to play with Bennett and the first when he gets injured Tanto comes in who I'll talk about in a second 
Um, and then George Holyman is the obviously the other sale note from the night. He got suspended for Saturday's game by getting two yellow cards. First one in the first half was one of those typical professional fouls that I think you know we'd all give a stand ovation for. I think uh, it was our corner from you know in the first half. Uh, their attack runs away with it on a counter attack. Honeyman's not going to beat this player for pace and just does a deliberate pull back on the player. Um, sparks a little bit of a kind of scramble, I suppose, at a halfway line. Um, both teams kind of, you know, a bit of an argy-bargy. Uh, but I thought, you know, at the time it was a great foul to make and I think Palomar next to me said straight away, you know, he's going to get sent off here tonight. I didn't quite think that'd be the case. I thought maybe he might have got took off. He probably would have got taken off, I suppose, come the hour mark. But fast forward to the second half. We go 1-0 down. I think it was 0-0 with the goal for Cambridge United. And then, you know, as we're thinking, like, right, we've had some opportunities in this game, not really kind of cut them apart, so to speak. Had a lot of the ball, some set plays, you know, and looked kind of threatening. Can we kind of take the game to them now and, and kind of grab it back and put ourselves back in the contention, the tie, and perhaps even force a penalty shootout after the 90 minutes? Honeyman gets sent off. Similar sort of situation, really. Um, he has the ball on the halfway line. I think he gets kind of fouled in the build-up, or at least that's what Rowett thought, and a few fans in the crowd thought that too. Um, you know, at the end he gets the wrong side of the player and then naturally just pulls him back. Probably shouldn't have. I think it was quite poor from Honeyman really to do that. Obviously got a bit of a head loss, obviously losing the ball in the build-up to it and then pulls the player back and gets a second yellow card. And the sour note to that is he's suspended for Saturday's game. Obviously, you know, Honeyman had a good debut, I thought, last Saturday against Stoke, played in the 10 position, which was a bit of a surprise. Obviously, Fleming was put on the bench, who is now also injured for two to three weeks. So we now go into Saturday's game without Tom Bradshaw. I mean, I'm not seeing much in the news reported about him after the game, but I imagine with a groin injury like that, he'd probably be out for two to three weeks. Honeyman suspended for Saturday and obviously Fleming out for two to three weeks. So it'd be interesting to see what route it goes for in the 10 position, but we'll get on to the Sheffield United game in a second. I mean, back to the Tuesday's performance. I think uh, I mentioned uh, Tanto, Isaac Lafe. I think he got more time than he probably bargained for on Tuesday night. Obviously, Bradshaw getting injured in the first minute. He naturally had the whole game to play in the end. And in the second half, there was two guilt-ed chances that fell to the player. I mean, I think, you know, when we're down to 10 men, we're still quite, quite pressing high. Um, and look try- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Trying to, you know, get ourselves back in the tie. And I think we forced an, ish, uh, an error on, from the right side of Cambridge United's defence. Lafay is about 25 yards out, runs towards goal, one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And he just took too long to put the ball away. He didn't really have it under control at any point. And he just kind of tamely hits it straight at the goalkeeper. And I think, you know, everyone was gutted from in the crowd. I know I was anyway. And, you know... Is his real kind of, I think he's what, 22, 23 years of age, and is he actually his professional debut for Millwall in a competitive game? I've seen him a bit in pre season, wasn't really convinced from what I saw, if I'm honest. I think he's still a bit rough around the edges, but the conundrum you've got here is he's a 22, 23 year old attacker. I mean, there's not to say that he can't develop late and still make a really solid career for himself in the EFL, or, you know, who knows where he might end up. 
but it was you know really unfortunate for him obviously you know come into the game got a lot of game time had that opportunity to get us back in the game at 1-1 and you know you'd back anyone really to score that goal and I think he'd probably say nine times out of ten he tucks it away but the moment got to him he misses it his head goes down after it which you kind of expect and understand from a player you know he's obviously really charged and highly kind of anticipating his chance to kind of stamp his uh, mark on the game and on the sides and unfortunately for him you know misses that opportunity and about five ten minutes later on a set play he's standing on the six yard line it comes at him really quickly from the corner and he sky highs it over the bar I mean I feel for him I really do and I think you know especially with the injury to Bradshaw if he played his way into the side you know or perhaps got an opportunity to score a couple of goals on Tuesday you know, he might have been able to, you know, have an opportunity to play on Saturday off the bench if we're chasing the game against Sheffield United. He still might do. I mean, Rowett praised him after the game and, you know, said he, you know, he put himself about. What you can't fault there was his work rate was clear to be seen. Against League One opposition, I thought he didn't really look out of place. And that's obviously promising to see because last season he was on like League Two. The year before that, he was in the conference with Sutton United both occasions. So the natural progression for him, you'd feel like, after scoring, I think, 12 goals last year would be to go to League One. I think that's going to be what's going to happen there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get loaned out and perhaps we would recruit in the forward areas. I think, you know, everyone kind of walked out of the stadium on Tuesday with the same thought of, you know, that's clearly highlighted our lack of depth in the, in the attacking areas. You know, we've got Honeymoon who plays the 10, we've got Fleming, you know, we've got Bennett, Bradshaw, Afobi, and Elafe and Tyler Bury. I think we're just missing one more established player. I feel like that's where, at least I felt on Tuesday, we're missing out, you know, we missed out on Ollie Burke. I know he was rumoured to be trying to get him back. He ended up going to Wolfsburg, I think. I'm going to say Wolfsburg. I could be wrong. He's gone to Germany nonetheless. Uh, I think he's Werder Bremen, actually. But, you know, correct me on that if you like. But, you know, I feel like what, you know, Oli Burke was a bit rough around the edges himself. Obviously, you know, had his early kind of heyday with West Brom. Then he went on to uh, Red Bull Leipzig for £15 million. And it was really kind of highly anticipated for his career, really. I think he got a couple of appearances in Scotland on the back of that. Came alone to us last year, got early in, injured, injured early into his uh, short loan spell with us in January. And then kind of struggled to get back in the side until about April time. But I think what you saw from Oli Burke was he's got that direct nature to him and that real pace. And I feel like we're really missing that in the forward areas. I know we've debated it recently on podcasts too, where you know you look at our side at times and you're thinking... We're just missing something different in them forward areas. You know, if a phobia will get you goals, he'll be a kind of nuisance up top. The same goes to Bradshaw. He'll, you know, he's a nuisance in and around the box. But we haven't got them real kind of players in the wide areas slash, you know, players that like to drift out that can carry the ball at pace and just kind of cause fear. If you think about the goal that Phobie scored at Luton Town last year, you know, I think it was it was actually Burke on the left hand side bombing down the wing, causing problems, first time crossing to the box and a phobia tucks it away with ease. And I think we're missing that kind of element to the sides. And who we go for? That's the million-dollar question. Um, but, you know, I think clearly you look at him and think, you know, that we need that sort of position kind of field, I feel like, in the sides. Tyler Bureau perhaps could be that player, but, you know, he came on late in the game um, against Cambridge. I don't think, you know, I like Bury. He's that kind of, you know, wild player, to, so to speak, that, you know, you're not sure if you're going to get a 2 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 performance from him that, like we saw last season. But... I'm just not sure whether or not we want to be banking on the likes of Bury to come on and to try and affect the games the way we want them to. Um, but yeah, a decision for us to make that nonetheless. A 1-0 defeat out of the Carabao Cup. Is it a blessing in disguise? I mean, like I said earlier on, I kind of hopes that we could uh, make some, you know, the opportunity to use these games to get the fringe players a chance to play and try and play their way into the sides. But I think ultimately, you know, we're out of the Cup. Games will come thick and fast this month. You know, we go to the likes of Swansea on a Tuesday night, Burnley on a Tuesday night. We go to Norwich, I think, on a Friday, shortly after the, the Swansea game. So maybe perhaps looking at it now, it's probably a blessing in disguise. I'm going to say that we're out of the cup at this stage of the season. 
Um, yeah, I mean, fast forward to Saturday's game, Sheffield United's up to Bramwell Lane we go. And, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. It's a great away day normally to go to. First league away game of the season. And, you know, a Saturday 3 o'clock, probably a big meal back in there. I think we've rumours to sell 13, 1400 so far at the time of recording. Hopefully we can end up selling our full allocation and kind of hopefully have a performance where we don't really expect, I suppose, because, you know, the injury to Bradshaw, Honeyman being suspended, the injury to Fleming... You know, you kind of go into the game thinking what what kind of mill side is going to turn up. But I feel like it's made for us to be, you know, backs against the wall performance, dogged mill display. And I feel like, you know, the Cooper's always a threat, for example, from set plays against uh, Sheffield United. And I think, you know, you've got to go into that game hoping that we can turn up and just put performance in that we can be proud of. And the players just graft, basically. I think Sheffield United, you know, they lost 1-0, I believe, to Watford's on Monday night. And I'm, I saw a couple of tweets and interactions from another podcast we've done interactions with before from Sheffield United. And I think it was a bit flat, they said, and not the performance they were really looking to see. And, you know, I think their pre-season was a bit up and down. I remember seeing they lost 2-1 to Barnsley the week before last. And, you know, they've kind of struggled in pre-season in that transitional period after losing the playoffs last year. Can we go there and get a result? Absolutely. Will we get a result? It's the million-dollar question. I think... You know, just go into that game with, you know, no, not necessarily hope, but, you know, at least guarantee that we put in a grafting mill performance, which we always tend to see from this side. And I think we just got to kind of back the boys and hope they do the business for us. I think, you know, Sheffield United have got players in there that always cause sorts of problems in the championship level. They haven't got Morgan Gibbs-White back after his loan spell last year, who I think will be a bit of a miss for them. But, you know, they've got the likes of Sander Berg, John Fleck. Ollie Norwoods and their defence is normally quite solid I think they've recruited with Kieran Clark in centre half uh, John Egan but I look at that Sheffield United side and I don't really fear them so to speak I, I don't think we'll get turned over 6-7-0 um, I mean that, we, I wouldn't think we'll get turned over 6-7-0 in any game this year but I think it's important especially with, like I said with the fixtures coming up this month away from home you know I feel like this is if, it, if we had Honeyman available I'd say this is like our most winnable away game this month you know, we've got Norwich away on a Friday night, Swansea away on a Tuesday, which is always going to be a tough place to go. And that's pass, 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 pass. But then the same obviously goes to that Burnley game. Obviously, Burnley under Vincent Company got their first win of the season. It's going to be a tough place to go that too. So, yeah, I mean, I still fancy us. I still back us to come away with something on Saturday. You know, the, the old cliche, win your home games, draw your away games, you're going to be in the right position. So... You know, we're under no illusions. The important thing from Saturday's game at Stoke was to win the first game of the season, especially at home. Can we go up to Bramall Lane and make it two from two, six points, and you know, take away the kind of feeling that this could be our year? I mean, is it going to be our year? Who truly knows? But it's just great to kind of have that hope and anticipation going into an away game, first away championship game of the season. I'm going to go for a one-one draw on Saturday. I fancy Cooper to get another goal against Sheffield United. I think it's four in seven appearances, perhaps. Maybe even five. But, you know, he always causes trouble. And obviously that goal last year up at Bramall Lane and that late in the game, right at the death to win us the three points. I think we had that week, didn't we, where we went up to Sheffield United on Tuesday and then we beat Barnsley on the Saturday. Six points in Yorkshire at the time. And that was a great kind of week for us. I fancy us. But my heart says, obviously, go for the win. But I think, you know, I take a 1-1 draw on Saturday. And just see a performance that we can be proud of, Mill, because that's all we ultimately ask for as fans. So, yeah, 1-1 draw. What sort of team can we expect? I, I don't see too many changes apart from the enforced ones from Saturday's game. I think it'll be Bart Milkowski in goal. 
Um, shout out to Long, by the way, on Tuesday night. I think you know you saw glimmers of what George Long's about. You know he's obviously got great distribution with his feet. At times he kicked, it was quite a short pitch at the Abbey Stadium, and I think one time he actually kicked it from one goal to the other straight out for a goal kick to Cambridge United. So you know I think you can see his kind of potential. You know he's 29 years of age. Um, but you know Bart Wilkowski obviously goes in the net without any hesitation even though he nearly had that blunder on Saturday's game against uh, Stoke City I think it'll be Charlie Creswell probably back into the side at right centre half this time I can't see Hutchinson getting back in after the performances of Cooper and Murray Wallace too last weekend I think probably we'll see left wing back Scott Malone right wing back we'll probably see Ryan Leonard return to the side until McNamara's contract situation is sorted it inevitably seems that he's not going to play um, whether it's right or wrong, I mean, make it out what you will. I think Rowett's obviously made his thoughts clear on that one, and, you know, so be it. Midfield two of Jamie Shackleton and Billy Mitchell, and this is where it gets interesting. I think he'll probably go to outnumber their midfields. I mean, like I said, their midfield three was Fleck, Norwood and Berg um, for last game, uh, Sheffield United, so not really attacking in a sense. I wouldn't be surprised to see if we went there on Tuesday, on Saturday, sorry, and we saw Shackleton, Savile and Billy Mitchell. So I'm going to go with that for a 5-3-2. Perhaps maybe Savile be the more kind of forward advancing midfielder, midfielder of the three. And then the up top, we're going to see Mason Bennett and Benekafobi. That's my side. 1-1 one, one draw I'm going to go for. Jake Cooper to get the goal for us. And I'm going to back... Well, I'm not going to back him, but I'm probably going to say... We'll go with George Bulldog to get the goal for Sheffield United, bombing on from right wing back. Two defenders to score, why not? But anyway, that's my prediction. A 1-1 draw for Saturday's game against Sheffield United. What's your predictions? Put it down in the comment section below. Um, this is only going to be audio format, actually, so you're going to get a little monologue online of this from me. Uh, we'll see if we can add it onto YouTube too. But, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. And I'm sure we'll be back on Sunday for a full, genuine show. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed it, be sure to give me some feedback on Twitter, at that mill pods, or check out my personal Twitter, Omar MFC. And yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Catch you guys in a bit. Up the wall. See you Saturday. If you're a football fan, this is the place to be today. Millwall. Come on, you're in with us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.